Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On the 15th of December at the Camden Powerhouse in London Town. Well, not Santa Claus, but me, cabaret legend Lenny Beige, as I host my very special Regency Rooms Christmas Extravaganza. It's an old-school variety show with some of the names that made my club the talk of the town and some of the very best new acts working the circuit today. Plus, there might even be a household name or two thrown in for good measure. Add to that a band of world-class session players, and you've got the greatest Christmas variety show out there. There's literally no show like it. Tickets are from £25. Just visit ctickets.com. That's ctickets.com and enter Regency Rooms and get booking. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. It's um, it's Monday night. It's ten eighteen p.m. and um, all. Not only did our plan to have a podcast to do a podcast before, after the after the Man United game, not come to fruition. So we thought I oh, would jump straight in and look at and and, just, and do a podcast after this Everton game, Josh and I. And now look where we are. We have to somehow keep some kind of sense of perspective and calm in the face of a truly depressing evening. And to help us analyse this miserable night in which we lost 2-1 to Everton, we have Ricky Lawrence. Hi, Ricky. Hi, Boyd. Hello, Josh. Hi, Josh. I just mean, Boyd, when we decided we would do this podcast, which was only about an hour ago, where Arsenal won the lap, and I was quite looking looking forward to talking about how we managed to steal naive tonight. How naive you were Mm. to think that. I'm going to start with this. This is what's uppermost in my mind right now. When Mikel Arteta decided to um, bring on a substitute, yeah. He brought on Eddie Nketia, who has been basically pretty low on the uh, in in the kind of hierarchy of, of forwards, I would say, for the last year, 18 months or so. Suddenly, he comes on second game in a row. He comes on tonight when we desperately needed um, to score. Instead of Aubameyang, and we know Aubameyang's going through a... a well, no, and Ketia came on at 1-0, didn't he, Boyd? Mm, yeah. He still needs to score. <laughs> we're still we're well, facing a, well, a constant... Well, need to Well, all right. Well, anyway, he brought on Ketia, who is a forward, <laughs> right? According to Alan Smith, in fact, Eddie Nketiah is so reliable when it comes to his finishing. I mean, we'll get to that in a minute, because it's clearly not true. Um, he brings on, he decides to bring on a forward 
and he brings on Eddie Nketiah. My point is, he's bringing him on, this player who has been lower on the rung of forwards for a long time, quite rightly in my opinion, instead of Aubameyang and even, I would say, Nicola Pepe, who has suddenly become the frozen man, the man who's being frozen out, can't, can't even come on as a sub ahead of any Nketiah. Now, I want to know what you think the explanation is. For me, the only explanation can be because there's no way on God's earth any Nketiah is going to have more chance of scoring than Aubameyang or influence the game, I would say, more than Pepe. But that's debatable. But for me, it's like we're going to sell him in January. I mean, there are already stories in, in, the, in the press that we, we want to sell him in January. Well, I'm sure we were desperate to sell him in the summer and that no one wanted him for whatever price we're trying to get. And now he's ahead in the picking order. Is he really in this game where at that point where with the substitution was made, all the, all the threats were there that we were going to concede a goal and we're going to throw this match away as we always do. So anyway, that's Ricky. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot to be baffled by this evening. Um, Actually, who, uh, Saka got injured or got kicked in the first half, didn't he? Mm. And on my WhatsApp group, a couple of people said, oh, Nketiah, like, it can't be Nketiah. And I actually didn't see Nketiah warming up and I thought it was strange and I assumed they got it wrong. But maybe Nketiah was ready to come on at that point, which was only after, what, 20 minutes. So when he came on for Martinelli, it didn't make any sense. What made less sense was that we had Aubameyang and Pepe as well on the bench. Nketiah, I'd say, is the least of a winger of those players. But the one right. I will say, <laughs> Nketiah, as far as I'm concerned, is, is, I mean, is definitely not good enough to play for Arsenal. And he obviously missed a glorious chance tonight. But he did actually do all right in patches. He, he actually set up two good chances. He obviously made a lovely pass for Aubameyang in the last second. And he made a lovely ball for Erdegaard. That aside, he shouldn't be coming onto the pitch ahead of Aubameyang. I, I'm not a Pepe fan in the slightest at all. So if this is Arteta's way of trying to piss off Pepe essentially and get him to demand a leave, fully behind that and no problem with that whatsoever. Pepe goes great, perfect. Um, the only the only other thing I could think of is one is he's trying to kick, uh, give Aubameyang a rocket up the arse to you know get his arse in gear so he actually uh, isn't watching Nketiah play. Or he's trying to get Nketiah on side again so he signs a contract. And the only, way I, the only reason I think is to try and get some money on him because we're going to lose him for free. My brother, who I watched the game with, pointed out that Liverpool sold Solanke for uh, 20 on million, sold uh, Brewster for 20 on million, Jordan and I, they made loads of money on, and we're letting Nketiah, who I don't rate still, he's going to, he's going to leave us for free by the looks of things. It's not, it's not good business. And that's not Arteta's concern when we're playing Everton, but that's the only other thing, which is mad. But it wouldn't... Uh, I know you haven't spoken about the United game since the, the substitutions. He's made six substitutions in the last two games and five of them, as far as I'm concerned, have been baffling. I can't remember the other United one, but the double substitution he made when we were losing and tonight's substitution. All three of the substitutions tonight were just baffling. Why bring Tierney off when we're winning? Yeah, Tierney's, I mean, I, Tierney's the, a better defensive fullback than Tavares, no doubt. Of course, I, the only I thought well, I thought the only Tierney explanation was that he he was tired after because he hadn't had you know he hasn't been match fit and all that. But even then, like that's tenuous, isn't it? It's like he's fit enough to play the game. He didn't look that tired. I mean, he had as much energy. He had, he looked like he had more energy than most of our other players. Josh. Yeah, I mean the the Tierney thing is a strange one because even at Old Trafford the other day, I thought, yeah. okay, I get you don't want to pull Tavares straight out of the side and what that sends a message after one mistake at Anfield but there comes a point where we go hang on we we want to see Tierney in the team we feel he is the better player and I I know Ricky went up to Old Trafford and I let him down and no, didn't I, make I, I didn't in the end <laughs> oh Ricky didn't oh, go no. to Old Trafford <laughs> oh, we, we, I we couldn't go with that Oh, we were going to go to Old Trafford and I, Ricky has left me feeling like uh, terrible for the last three, four days. I might have <laughs> let, let him down and not gone. But when I saw that team put out for the, the game at Old Trafford, I just thought, hang on a minute. Arteta is pushing it here in, in terms of sort of leaving Tinny out of the team. And, uh, you know, we saw it tonight, Granite Xhaka, straight back in the team, you know, after a, after a period of injury and absence. So... Yeah, I, I don't think Arteta necessarily got that call uh, entirely right in recent um, in recent weeks. So, yeah, I mean, there's so much to unravel. Usually, we have we record the following day, boys, and it's sort of we've taken a bit of the uh, emotion out of it. But right now, 
this is the classic who who do you need to play when you need a result when you've when you're being on a ridiculous run i mean it's it's totally absurd eight, eight without a win one that up with 12 minutes to go we've had all the fortune in the world for them to have two offsides by millimeters um and Tom, even yeah. when we've gone two one down we've got two worldy chances to to grab something that might have been a touch undeserved so um, oh, Tom, it's uh, frustrating Tom in our Tom. Uh, what Tom in our WhatsApp group um, made the point that if you're a club on the verge of crisis, he says, just play Arsenal, we'll get you back on track. It's so true. And, I mean, there's there's so much to unpack, isn't there? But for me, it's the decision-making. The problem is, really, I think the difference between us, uh, you know, uh, we had a good period recently, you know, not so long ago, and that was the period that where he picked Lacazette and Aubameyang, played Lacazette just behind Aubameyang. And um, we were playing Lekonga. What's Lekonga done to deserve being dropped, by the way, in favour of Xhaka going straight back in? Lekonga wasn't the problem in the field. The problem in the field is party. Get to that in a minute. Anyway, the structure and team selection throughout a period where we went unbeaten and we played good attacking football. We had loads of chances in three or four games. And what those games had in common was he had Lacazette and Aubameyang to, in that, in that part, in that formation, that kind of four, four, one, one formation. And then he decided to fucking throw that away. We instantly, the football we played instantly became slower and more boring and more tedious. And we created fewer chances. And he sealed the deal with these last two away games with, with, that with, with with even worse team selection, as Ricky said, terrible substitutions, terrible decision making by the players. That I think comes from him. And I know he said in the post match, he hasn't done the post match interview yet tonight, live as we're recording this. But after the, after the Man U game, he kind of said, "Oh, he was furious with the team for sitting back." But it must come from him. His 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 um, fear, I think, and his like you know keeping them in this tight formation and keeping them timid that timidity has to come from him there's no other explanation for it and it was all there again tonight you could just see it happening in front of your eyes but it is for me it's the difference between us being fourth as we could have been if we'd have got what four points out of these games certainly you know one two of them two two easily winnable games and the seventh position where we are now is him it's Arteta it's totally his decision making and his poor tactics and his terrible substitutions, they are decisions. And I, and, I, and I think, I know it's, you know, reactive and it's, it's, um, raw. It's, it's, it's raw, raw. It? but I'm feeling all over again that we were, you know, those of us who de- don't think he's good enough. I yeah. think we're right. I think or we're right. Or just think... have a, get your phone out, have a look at your nice photo you got at the I, film. I have a smile it. about that. Yeah. I sent my picture of me and Arteta to the WhatsApp group to remind myself and them, um, you know, of what the situation was. But Ricky, am I better? It hasn't made me feel any better. Ricky, (laughs) am I. It's Arteta, isn't it? Isn't it? I'm not a fan of Arteta. I'm not. not, uh, With every win or decent result we have had, I. I haven't changed my stance on him. I'm just, all I want to do is be proven wrong. But I've said for a long time, I don't want him to be our manager um, because I don't think he's good enough. And it's not a case of, you know, tonight he shouldn't be our manager, but if we win on Saturday, he should. And then, you know, that, that's what the problem was with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at United. He would always mm. be on the verge of mm. losing, his, uh, losing his job and then they would go on a run or win a good game, you know. So I, don't, I, I still don't want Arteta to be our manager. I didn't want him to be our manager when we were doing well a few weeks ago, and I don't want him to be, ma- um, be our manager now. I don't think he's. I don't think he's good enough. However, this is what you get when when you employ someone that's never managed a football team before. He will get good results and will get bad results. Um, and the difference is that he's got no experience to draw on. I think what's been really frustrating the last couple of games, as I said before, is substitutions. You know, even like Thursday night when we were losing. He took off uh, Erdegaard and Aubameyang. I've got no problem with uh, taking off at least one of them. But change, you know, he, he left Elneny and Partey tonight. Like, we should have won that game, but not based on the performance, but we should, should have gone into that game on Everton's form, winning that every day of the week. They lost 5-2 at home to Watford a few weeks ago. 
and it's one all, and he brings off um, Lacazette for Bamian. Keep them both on. We've got yeah, five minutes to go. The fucking but of course. I mean, didn't understand the Inketi one and the Tini one, but I, I listened last week and I, I once they got ridiculed, but Ollie, who was the guest, Ollie Shorts last week, was laughing at me and well, saying, that I think, well, I, I said in our WhatsApp group that I, would, I wouldn't take four points from these two games. We got one. No, we got zero, sorry. But. <laughs> Uh, the reason I, did, I didn't want to take four points was because we play, we're playing against United team who just lost 4-1 to Oxford. We're playing against the Everton team who, you know, was eight games without a win, including some embarrassing defeats in there. We should have, I, I want us to win every game. So I'm never going to just, you know, accept a draw, even at Old Trafford. But it's just the performances. Uh, we've, we've got three points in the last, out of the last 12, and that was Newcastle at home. What's frustrated me watching Arsenal this season is, you know, look at our victories, especially the home victories, or actually any of the victories. Um, Burnley, 1-0. Watford, 1-0. Norwich, I think, was also 1-0. These aren't convincing victories. These aren't wins that make you think, okay, fine. You know, it's we're exciting to watch. Villa, Villa was fantastic. You know, that was a, that was a great performance. And the, obviously, Spurs and Leicester. Even Leicester, we rode our luck. Ramsdale had a, had a blind in that game. There's... There's nothing as a fan, I don't believe, that makes you convinced for the next game. It's, it's when, you, when you win a game, you want to be convinced, okay, we're really building a m- momentum here. But when you scrape past Norwich at home, when you scrape past Watford at home, it doesn't, it doesn't fill you with confidence and it catches up with you. Tonight, we conceded, uh, okay, it doesn't obviously not, but we almost conceded four goals. They had two goals ruled out mm. that were marginal offsides. Yeah. This is against Everton, who are without their best striker. Um, their only striker, really. The other one is Salomon Rondon. So it's really, it's it's not, it's it's disheartening. But you want to see, even against Newcastle, like it wasn't the performance that makes you go away and think, right, we are we are a good team. It's it's getting three points, but the, the bare minimum. Yeah, Josh just was suggesting while you were talking that we stopped and watched the um, the Arteta post match interview, but it's kind of too late now. But I can see. Oh, I'm looking. No, no, no. It's not your fault. You, you're quite. I, I was enjoying that um, that summation of the situation, which I totally agree with. But I can see they showed the incident where Godfrey, the Godfrey stamp on um, on uh, Tommy Asu's face. Um, and I can see, I can see without even listening to him, I can see Arteta is using that as some kind of, I mean, excuses a struggle, but he's definitely banging on about that, which is fair enough. It was a fucking ludicrous decision, but, and he should have been sent off, but that's not why we lost the game, is it? I mean, we didn't lose this game. It's nothing to do with it. I mean, we would have won the game, I, 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 I'm guessing, hopefully, you'd think, if we'd have had one of their players sent off so early on in the game. But we were playing shit. We played terribly in that first half. We were marginally better in the second half, even though we scored, we finally scored that goal just for half time. But we hadn't, we had one shot, or not even just just one shot for about forty minutes. Josh, it was absolutely excruciating to watch against an Everton team that were just nothing. They weren't, you know, they were just playing. They weren't even. There wasn't even. A, they weren't even kind of playing defensively particularly. They were kind of trying their best when they as the home team. We had way more um, possession, but we were shocking in that first half. Yeah, I mean, we're incredibly fortunate to to be ahead. And I think Car- Carragher and Neville made that pretty clear at half time in their assessment, didn't they? That we were, you know, fortunate to be. Ahead. I mean, the first half was incredibly forgettable oh. uh, in in terms of a, a spectacle. Um, you know, I, it, it's rare in Premier League matches one team leads at half time and and loses. It's a, a really rare occurrence in in Premier League football, and all the more so, you know, to to lose a game when you're when you're ahead with with 12 minutes to go, they massively have found a way to to throw it away. I, I am intrigued what Pepe has done because if you look at the number of people that have been given some minutes in the last five games, of which Pepe has been given naught minutes in the last five games, mm. not not a mm. we're not even talking about like a start. And and obviously there were parts this season. He he started those first two games. He started against Norwich, against Burnley, even that tool draw against Crystal Palace at home. Since then, in the, in the next seven games, he's had five minutes, which was the last five minutes at Leicester when we were really tuning up. So, I mean, sure, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't done anything huge, hugely impressive uh, this season. But the idea that he deserves to be the one that's totally, you know, you know, totally out of favour um, 
doesn't seem to quite match up with with everything else. I, I cannot understand it, as Ricky said. If you want to bring someone on that left-hand sided position, uh, someone who probably has a point to prove, why are we playing the player that's about to leave the club? Um, and out of position, effectively out, out of, position. of position. Yeah, yeah. When we need to, it's, it's a very, very peculiar. Um, but it's him. He tries to be too clever. Decision. He's too it's clever. Like, He's too clever by half and he's not clever. It's a fucking, it's a, it's, it's a mirage. It's really annoying me. He thinks he's Pep Guardiola and even, even Pep, and I've, I've said this before, but even Pep at his worst, and Pep is obviously a genius, but he's, he's only ever make fucks it up when he tries to be too clever himself. And now we've got a sub Pep, a would be Pep, a wannabe Pep who, you know, put the cones out for Pep, has no experience. And, and he's like, and that's what he's, that, those are what he's, that's what he's drawing from Pep, it seems to me more than anything, is being overly clever, being overly smart with your decisions. And it's fucking ruining it, ruining us. Because actually, we've got a really good team together there for a brief period of two or three games. And I know we weren't playing amazing opposition, but we did, you know, we almost I mean, accidentally fell into playing quite good attacking football. I, I want to remind us all, a couple of, you know, not so long ago, three or four weeks ago, and he's ruined it for himself. And it's his, It's all hit down to him. Yeah, and, you know, the momentum that we had, you know, achieved. Yeah, the momentum. Uh, is obviously just, just hugely gone. And I think it's fine. I think, you know, the, the defeat at Liverpool, it, it was what it was. The defeat to United felt like, Ugh, like a massive missed opportunity, but it would have been in a way f- forgiven if we'd have just got back on track with a with a win tonight, just because of the momentum that you would have gone back to fifth in the table to have gone back above Man United and to go back yeah. above Tottenham. Yeah. Because you look obviously at the results that happened at the weekend. We saw United win, we saw Tottenham win, we saw West Ham win. So suddenly you got realistically our three challengers for this fourth spot and uh and let's not forget, have gone worse. let's not forget a month ago, Tottenham was in fucking crisis to the extent that they sacked their manager. And they're now ahead of us. They're ahead with of us in all, hand. with a game in hand, better goal difference, better, you know, more games won, fewer games defeated. They were in, they were the crisis club. They were a laughing stock. Like, that was it, like four weeks ago. It's extraordinary. Man United got rid of their manager, already turning it around. I mean, these, you know, you might want to have a think, Arsenal, about that situation. But then again, Boyd, where did you expect to be about now? We are, we are, we are probably where you thought. Well, that's the depressing thing, isn't it? We'll talk about, we we should take a quick break. We'll talk about more about this fucking miserable situation after this break. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. And we're back from the break. I want to just a couple, just some specific things I wanted to. I, I mentioned briefly in my opening um, ramble. Um, Ricky, what do you think about Shaka coming straight back in? <laughs> Wrong person to ask. Um, right person to ask. Absolutely the right person to ask. It's, it doesn't surprise me. Um, unfortunately, we people used to talk about Arsene Wenger having a blind spot for centre-backs. We seem to have a blind spot for centre-midfielders for as long as you know my memory goes back. I can't remember the last centre-midfielder that we bought who... Well, who, who's, at the, who's at the club now? Let's, let's maybe leave Lukonga aside because he's young and has, has done all right um, since he's since uh, come in. But who's the last centre-back that we, uh, centre-midfielder who we signed who you'd, you know, say was a good signing? Can't think, I can't think of one. I'm sure I'm sure people will. Um, but I can't think of a decent midfielder who's, you know, who we can, who's nailed on starting now. Brings back, party is, bring back Torreira and Guendouzi. Yeah. 
uh, well, that's the thing. They're, they're, again, there are two more signings that we made who aren't good enough or don't, aren't deemed to be good enough, and I don't like it. Usually, but um, Kalstrom you know, wasn't given enough of a chance. Kim Kalstrom, yeah, I know that's that's what it's come to. But yeah, it's it's, it's people would argue, and probably rightly, that it's the most important position in the team. We have not had a good centre midfielder, someone who you know, if he's not playing, we're going to be in trouble or anything like that. For for a long time, we're not the only team, of course, in, in that in that problem. But it's not. It's uh, Xhaka coming back. It didn't surprise me. I actually thought it should have been Nakonga that played. And um, well, I say yeah. it didn't surprise me. Didn't he was he was actually going to start, but as in he was he was even fit. But um, yeah, Xhaka Xhaka comes back. That that's what puts in the because you know Tierney back in the team looked absolutely full of energy. Made made that brilliant cross for the goal and was, you know, a threat and defensively sound as well. And Xhaka comes in, commits his usual, his usual yellow card offense, as Josh mentioned, then can't tackle when we need him to, because he's going to commit a foul and get sent off. I mean, it was just, and I thought he was generally poor. I didn't think he was very good. Is it, can it be coincidence that we, we reverted to our old passing it, the shoehorn of passing it backwards and sideways and, you know, barely forwards when Shaka's back and we looked slower. You know, again, in that period when we went unbeaten, where we were playing all right, we looked so much faster. Tonight, if you're going to put Xhaka in with party instead of Lokonga, I totally agree with you. Lokonga should have retained his place instead of, instead of party. And you also pick Odegaard to me, you're, 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 and Lacazette up front on his effectively. That's a that's too slow, isn't it? We were so slow in that first half. Well, and I mean, Lokonga, sorry to interrupt, but Lokonga came out of the team on, uh, after we beat Newcastle and has sit and watched us drop the next six points. Yeah, yeah. On what, and, and on what grounds? No, no, it's 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 hard. It, uh, people keep saying just to, just to interrupt quickly and see what you both think about this. People keep saying like pundits. I mean, actually, it was Alan Smith who said it, and another thing is not tonight, but ages ago when he said, "Kids, when you play young players, this will always happen." You you know, but it's not their fault. It's not the kids that's the problem. It's when it, the more young players we play, the better we are generally. It's it's the fucking old oldsters that's the problem. It's Aubameyang fucking not scoring. It's you know, I mean, it, in terms of experience, of course, Nketiah is much more experienced than than, than half of that team. He's still not good enough, as you mentioned earlier. Um, and and Shaka back and all that and 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 um, party. These are the these are the experienced players. It's the youngsters that gets through this. And of course, it's again no. Throw had a knock tonight, wasn't even on the bench, but we just can't play well without him, it seems to me. But will he learn his lesson? He was a big blow. He was a big blow. Huge blow. blow. I mean, Josh said said a minute ago, and um, you know, Josh said from the beginning of the season, really, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, that you see us finishing around what between eighth and sixth. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I was getting caught up in the opportunity, and look, the, the the opportunity for fourth, I think, is is bigger than everyone anticipated. Predominantly down to United's recent form. However, there is a danger that with a much more United, no pun intended, front and a, a new manager, that they might actually start to show that they do have a much better squad than you know, the, the best of the chasing pack. So there is a, there is a danger possibly in sort of six, seven, eight games time that, you know, we, we might not still be sort of on the coattails of fourth for now. You look at the table, even after defeat tonight and you, you know, you're four points behind West Ham. And of course you're still in contention, not least because we play West Ham in a couple of games time. And, you know, there's an opportunity to get back into it, but I don't know. You, you, you would be, uh, to, to, to say, you know, couldn't take anything off United, just roll, you know, go going to Everton on the back of, what was it, their second worst ever run in Premier League history, I think they showed on Sky yeah. before the game. I mean, yeah. what, what more do you want to ask for? What, when would you rather go and play at Goodison Park? So, yeah, I don't know. This one hurt much more than United, even though, you know, we obviously had the opportunity at United. Everton last won a home game on the 25th of September against Norwich. And Man United the last one at home game before they played us on the 11th of September against Newcastle. That's, that's Tom's point that I mentioned. Yeah, they're cute. yeah, crisis clubs need to play us. It, it's um, what is quite depressing, I think, as well. Another so in, in my in my in mental list of things that Arteta's bad at, 
number one is the decision making and 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 the being too clever. But but sorry, Josh. But two close closely followed by man management. And you said, Ricky, you, when we were when we were trying to think of the explanation for bringing Eddie Nketiah instead of Pepe and Aubameyang, he's like maybe you said yourself. You said, oh, maybe you know he's trying to make a point to Aubameyang. I mean, he's already fucking dropped him for tonight. Fair enough. And I'm not, I wouldn't even necessarily argue with that. Although it would have been better for the team to play, like I said, Aubameyang together, I think, as I've mentioned. But it's, it's, that's his man management level. The unsubtle, you know, sledgehammer of bringing on Nketiah ahead of him. That's not what Aubameyang needs. And, that, and, and you know, both of them missed fucking good chances. Obviously, Nketiah's was unbelievable. But that's just typical for me if it's absolutely horrendous man management. I think it's, again, it, it's just down to the experience, isn't it? He just doesn't know what the fuck he's doing when it comes to dealing with these players, particularly the mature players. Sorry, Josh, you were going to say something um, when I was mid-rant. It was just a point that I was thinking about earlier in terms of Granit Xhaka and, and being straight back into the side as well, that he got his customary booking for yeah. what was 100% a booking. And of course, yeah. that meant that in a normal circumstance, if someone was guide, gliding past him in the 92nd minute, he 100% has got to take a yellow card there. You just have to take one for the team. And, you know, points obviously he he has had an issue i think he's had four premier league red cards in the in the past um right now you kind of wish he'd just taken a fifth and you know taken the one game suspension but it was because he'd got his obligatory booking earlier in the game it didn't yeah. give him an opportunity to do that and that was sort of frustrating because it was one of them where i don't know about you i was screaming bring him down and then you realize it's Xhaka and and then I don't know, Tomiyasu, White, do they, I don't is it just an incredible goal? Can you do anything? I don't know. It takes a... I mean, but I, I take your point on Xhaka, but with, if that was 15 minutes to go, of course, you have to trust that your defence can deal with it. With two minutes to go, do you just take the second yellow card and, you know, hope that the team will see it? He's also on the halfway line. I mean, no, I know. I actually, I don't, blame, I don't blame Xhaka for that. I think, you know, well, if you look at the two disallowed goals, Tomiyasu almost played Richarlison onside. Ben White should have gone to Decore for... The second disallowed goal. We're in, you know, I wouldn't say we were lucky tonight because we end up losing, but we would, we would have, you know, we would have been lucky. Do I think it was a red card? Some people are going to say it was a red card. I think yes, but I don't, I don't blame the rest because I think it's How can you be convinced he did it intentionally? Exactly, yeah. you can't be a hundred percent sure. Yeah, that was the hundred percent. That was sure that was the Gary Neville point that a lot of people yeah. have. I, I think failed to. People are furious at Gary Neville. I saw on Twitter because he said that's what he said. He said. As a player, you know that he meant it, but he knows why yeah. he didn't get sent off. And he's making that exact point, which I agree with, yeah. Because you can't, for referee to change his mind when when you, when it's all in the mind, when you can't, yeah. you know, you're right, exactly. So Strange I that he would do that also. There wasn't any afters, there wasn't any, you know, there was nothing that happened between the two players to no, make, make done Godfrey decide to stand on his face. No, you're right, you're right. And I'm looking at the league table and Josh, back to, you know, where you think we'll finish between 6th and 8th or is that sort of par. I mean, it's only really Leicester who have probably been worse than us who you would say, okay, you they're five points behind us. You'd probably shove them up a few spaces and, you know, if they're included in the top eight, then you would say, yeah, we are, you know, where you'd expect us. I cheered. I watched Brighton uh, equalise at West Ham the other day before we played United and I cheered. It was a 90 whatever minute equaliser was thinking, oh God, you know, if we beat United, we go fourth. And then, now it seems yeah, yeah, naive yeah. to, yeah. you know. So Ricky, Ricky, look at the, look at the, 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 you're right. Absolutely right. Ahead of us, you know, May United, Tottenham, West Ham. And yeah, Leicester, you know, they're the ones that, yeah. I mean, we, we're going to finish seventh or eighth really, aren't we? If, right. this is my, I think right now, if, if we, if we stick with Arteta and the problem is unlike Man United and Tottenham, who were decisive, you know, I know that the, the, the bosses of those teams, the people who run those clubs get so much, get a lot of shit quite rightly. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, but I, I, would, I feel with our clubs even worse run because we're even more complacent and we'd have to be down there. Wouldn't we? He's going to have to go on a terrible run to get rid of the fucking manager. Whereas they just had, you know, like generally mediocrity was what their problem was. Both of them, I think. And they got rid of their managers quite rightly. But my point is you're looking at, West Ham, Tottenham, Man United, possibly Leicester. The, and the difference between them and us is, I think we're all much of a muchness. All those teams, kind of, you know, very much similar. Sometimes, you know, they play pretty well, other times not. The difference is they've got really pre pretty decent experienced managers who know what the Mik fuck they're doing. Mikel Arteta could go on to be a fantastic manager. 
But we would never have, like, look at David Moyes, who's currently in fourth position. We wouldn't have given him the job when he, you know, when he, after he managed for a season at Preston or, or, you know, anything like that. Like, we took a huge gamble on Ted to expect or hoping he was going to be, I know he worked under Pep Guardiola, but there's plenty of man- assistant managers that worked under Ferguson who didn't go on to be great managers. We took a pump. And because of that, I think we're tied in. I'm not. I'm not trying to sound uh, particularly uh, ambivalent to it. Or I, I, I don't like Arteta. I, he's not for me. He's not like a. I listened. Well, I think before we played Vieira, um, and I think Josh almost scoffed the idea of taking Vieira. Now I would take Vieira in a heartbeat, mostly from an emotional point of view because I adore him, and I think it'd be just great fun. Like he could, yeah. he, he yeah. might not do a good job, but I would. I'd love to watch Vieira stand on the sidelines for Arsenal. And I would take Thierry, as ridiculous as it sounds, just because there's that emotional thing. If we're not going to have a great manager... Yeah. No, I agree. And, and I don't... I don't. I know I'm not saying I'm right on that. With, with Arteta, I feel like we've got neither. We haven't got a proven mm. manager and we yeah. haven't got a club legend like Solskjaer at Man United. We've got someone who we're just out on a, a prayer with, which is, which, has its, which is fine, like, to a certain extent. But, you know, it's like Spurs... They took, they bought in Nuno, realised very quickly that it was the wrong decision and got rid of him. We're not going to do that, sense because they obviously think, you know... We're all, hang on. We're, we're way more... I mean, Nuno was, what, like a couple of months? Like, yeah. I mean, Arteta's been with us... How many how many games has he had as Arsenal manager now? He started past 100. Bo- bo- boxing Day, wasn't it? On Boxing He's Day gone, Yeah, 104 games he's had in, yeah. in charge. I mean, it's a... No, he's not, he's not going anywhere anytime soon, I think, because like you said, Boyd, we'd have to go on a real song. We're good enough to, you know, we'll beat Southampton on Saturday, I imagine. It's so frustrating, isn't it? This is almost more frustrating than having than like having as bad a spell as we had in the you know in the Willian period, as I call it, when we were really so rock bottom that you thought, oh, one more loss and we'll get rid we'll get rid of him. And then it didn't quite happen. But now we're just in this kind of like sixth, seventh, eighth mediocrity period. And they're not gonna get rid of him. But I agree totally with you. It's like we we it's boring. That's the worst thing about it. It's, this is it's what I used to say this in the late Art Wenger period. And people used to misunderstand, including Josh, what I meant. Like, I, I, you know, there was always a possibility. I don't, and I don't mean to mention Wenger and to have a debate about it. But, but I used to think in that late period, it was the boringness. It was the tedium. It was the repetitiveness of the situation that was, that was for me, infuriating. You know, in theory, managers could come in that could do a worse or better job or whatever. But now we've got this situation where it's it's incredibly repetitive. Again, we go, we we score, we go one nil up, we go up, and then we get def- timid and defensive and like or just capitulate like we did tonight. We have done, we did against Man U. And you're right, we haven't got the excitement of a real hero of a manager of an ex Arsenal player. You know, Thierry Omri was on the Amazon Prime coverage, wasn't he, of the Man U game? I don't know if you saw it because you didn't get. And he was really interesting. I thought it was very interesting because he was really critical. Of, of of Arteta without saying his name, he was. I thought he was. There was a real point he was making, and I know he's connected to the to the American who wants to buy us and all that. But I, it would be an adventure at least, and you and he would be more an inspiration, didn't you? I mean, who, who, who the fuck knows? Maybe him and an experience. Maybe him and the manager of Ajax could do a good job together. I even and agree with you about Vieira as well, because again, yeah, he's, he's these are two absolute all timers. Mikel Arteta is the guy who passed it sideways for years <laughs> and was loved at Everton. You know, that's who, and, and, and I said this when, when we first got him. Although, He's still know, loved at Everton after tonight. Yeah, Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah get, right, get him Josh. back. Get him back at Everton. They wouldn't have him, would they? They wouldn't have him in a million years. Well, they got years. Benitez, so it's protein. Right. They'd rather have Benitez well, right now. Fun. I bet they'd rather have Benitez. Look, pick. Boyd, is there oh. anything to play devil's advocate here and go, you know what, beat Southampton, beat West Ham. Yeah, We're not going to, we think we'll beat West Ham? Nah. Now, if we do those things, but there's a very big the what's working, what's he, doing the heavy lifting in that in that statement is we, we win those two games. I mean that's by no means a, a, um, a certainty in any way. We play West Ham on absolutely on fire. Well, I think you made a good point me. earlier. Sorry, go on, Josh. No, no, no Ricky. This season, if you said if you, I made a good I, point, we need to hear from Ricky. <laughs> we don't. We don't. Um, if um, don't forget that point, Ricky. Oh, wait, Sorry, Josh. Josh. We've barely drawn a game, right, all season. Like we, we was it two, two draws? We basically either won or lost. We obviously had the, the you know a couple of draws, the Crystal Palace one. Um, we've won games we've largely been expected to win, and every time we've played a proper team, 
plus Brentford in a semi-difficult game, we've, we've basically um, we've we've got beat. Um, and and there was an Everton. Um, <laughs> judging on what we've seen this season, we we will beat Southampton at home. You would you would have to say you feel you know fairly uh, I mean, still optimistic yeah. even after tonight as much we'll as you can be. Yeah. And and West Ham at home, um, judging by what we have seen this season, we we would probably expect not to lose. So. Need to see what comes from uh, those two games. I think uh, hmm. I don't know. We're still we're still not out of it, are we? We can't say we're no. out of this top four race. You... It's just it's just miserable feeling that like we do right Josh, now. Josh, I can't believe you interrupted Ricky's reference to the fact that I made a good point with with that. But anyway, Ricky, what are you oh, going to say? No, you oh. made a good point about um, Arteta's man management, and this is another part of his inexperience. And I have sympathy with him. He's he's never had to yeah. manage players before, and Aubameyang. Thing is, when when Arteta came in, Aubameyang was our number number one man. He finished top goal scorer the, the very season, joint with uh, I think I think it was the C or he finished one off Jamie Vardy. Sorry, one off Jamie Vardy. The season Arteta took over, and since then, since that last game of the season when Watford when we were relegated to Watford at home, he has just been on a slow decline. And I'm not for one second saying it's all down to Arteta, but he's had to suddenly man manage a player who won us the FA Cup almost single handedly, scoring four goals in the semi final and final. He is on a huge contract and I think, and I have sympathy with him, but he's just one of a few players who suddenly got a, you know, he's the man who they look to and he's the man who's deciding, you know, he, he dropped Arteta for the Spurs, uh, Aubameyang for the Spurs game, which I thought was fine. He, he turned up late. He's the captain. He dropped him. Uh, but Pepe is another person who's got a man manage. He's effectively kicking Doozy out. Saliba, who, you know, all I hear about is Ray reviews in France can't even, you know, make our squad when we've got players like Pablo Mari knocking around. Um, you know, man management is a huge thing and he's dropping our captain, which I didn't have a problem with. He, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. think Bamiang's been on good form. But this is another part where Bamiang is, Arteta is uh, trying to essentially learn on the job. And to then bring and on the Ketia. He's had two years of learning. I'm I know, but we not, we, know, two yeah, years of learning. Well, that's, we, we, Arsenal, we're too big a club have to have a rookie. tonight? Would you have left that? I, I, had no, I had no problem. I, I yeah. personally, I probably wouldn't have done. Spent with with no Smith for I wouldn't have done. But I had no problem with doing that. Aubameyang's not been on good form. He can, he can come out for a game. You know, we've got yeah. a fit, we've got the festive period of coming up and whatnot. But we asking a too big a club to just say, "Here you go. You you were assistant for Pep Guardiola for a few years. Manage Arsenal." And that we are not. We shouldn't be that club. Look at Chelsea. They got Frank Lampard. They're the biggest Chelsea hero going. They gave him the job. He did okay. You know, he didn't do a terrible job, but he wasn't good enough. So they got the manager who now has them. What they won the Champions League for half a season. Like we, that's the sort of mentality we should have. Not let's see if Arteta can you know do all right. It's it's. I know Chelsea are have bigger riches and bigger players. No, but it's and, a good you know, point. A different no, club, but yeah. we, we, Arsenal yeah. too big to just. And be you know what? Arteta, give it a go. Right, and you know what? I think that attitude, and I think the players believe that as well. I think you know, consciously or unconsciously, subconsciously. I think the I think I think that that kind of acceptance of mediocrity from the club. No, Arteta will get us like six, seven, eight, something like that. That's fine by them. I think that should transmit itself. In fact, in the, particularly in the Man U game, where they were there for the taking, right? They were absolutely there for the taking, particularly you know, and 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 we did not go full throttle. You know, and and we sat back as soon as we scored that goal, and it was almost like we were we were kind of like embarrassed to score that kind of you know that fluky goal, (laughs) and it was so weird. I thought, and we sat back and invited them on, and sure enough, they took over and they won the game. But it was all down. But I I just think I, I don't think the players mentally feel the Arsenal are a team that think they deserve to be and can be a top four team right now. I think they all think roughly that we're a sixth, seventh, eighth team right now. And that, and that comes from the club and Arteta and their attitude. And I think it's, that's the, it's a massive, massive problem. Oh God, I'm depressing myself with the whole, and even though we missed the Arteta interview, I can report that Dan said on, on Dan Baldwin said, Arteta chatting same old shit afterwards. It was his decisions that fucked it. I mean, there we go. I mean, it's true, isn't it? Do you ask Dan for permission to quote him in these uh, public forums <laughs> from your I don't private think mind. WhatsApp group? I don't think you'll mind. It's not like I'm quoting his, I don't know, his uh, his deepest thoughts. Personal about. details. Yeah, Personal details, enough. yeah. I think he's fine with it. Yeah, we'll get him on. We should get him on, though. We'll get him on soon. We, uh, yeah, we do yeah. need a return of the uh, legendary Dan Baldwin. I, I, I'd, 
I don't know. I, I guess this is slightly therapeutic doing this so immediately after the game. Um, I mean, it could have been worse, right? A Wobi could have made it three with about a minute left. That really would have been. That, that was a reminder. Yeah. It won't be coming on. It was a reminder, particularly because the fact that he did not score that chance was a reminder <laughs> of one of the few good decisions, one of the few great sales that Arsenal have made in the last, what, 10 years? It won't Stay be. That robbery. Has, it won't be. Has to stand tall, doesn't he? That decision, that whole deal was an absolute genius deal the kind of which we so rarely do but we did pull it off when it came to getting away yeah, we replaced them with Pepe they say double the money almost yeah. <laughs> not to look down on that You're great right. piece of business what's going to happen with Pepe people are saying people are saying oh that's because he wants to get rid of him but what he we're not going to we, we're going to make the biggest loss aren't we on a single player in history because we're not going to get what we're going to get like 20 million for him maybe if we're lucky I can't say it's game 30 he's, he's yeah, such a the plummet cut your, cut your losses right but I mean, oh God! In yeah, he's, he's. I mean, in August or beginning of the season, you know, talking about you know Pepe going off to the Africa Cup of Nations, and uh, you know, and then he'll be there too, and hope it doesn't impact us too much. I mean, <laughs> and, you, and party, you will not notice. Uh, you will, and obviously, uh, and party. I'm saying we will, we will arguably. You know, who are we really suffering from disappearing out of this team at yeah. the moment? There's, I mean, there's an yeah. argument to I'm, make that all of them maybe don't deserve a place in the yeah. starting 11. Before we move on to our official predictions for the next game, yeah, I did, uh, final point party. I'm quite looking forward to him not being available, I have to say. I mean, but I he think, did a little interview on Arsenal yeah. um, website. Did you yeah. see it, boy? I don't yeah, know. We gave, you, you don't miss yeah. any of their content. Is that the one where he gave himself four out of ten for, the, for his. Uh, performances I, so far. I think he was sort of being self you know self-aware mm. I mean he's got, he has, his performances I mean, could certainly be better full marks yeah. full marks for being self-aware um Thomas but he's got to fucking buck your ideas up mate I mean he it's is quite easy Go it's on. easy to know you're not very popular when you give the ball away at home and <laughs> yeah. six thousand people groan at you yeah he is one of again the easy, and again and he again. is one of the easiest players funny you should say that to dispossess I think in the Premier League in midfield well, tonight, he is did you see the stat tonight you gave away nine was um, it nine out of fourteen. He uh, of his uh, absolutely he lost. Extraordinary. I and now <coughs> we have to. You know, he was like he was like the bright hope. He was like, oh, every time party plays, you know, just get him fit, he'll be fine. But he's just fucking. It. It's just a disaster, isn't it? I mean, I just didn't think party parties being going steadily downhill, or just not even having any any decent performances ever was going to be the problem that was most infuriating about this season, but. It pretty much is. I mean, oh my God. 99 problems and party is one of them, definitely. <sighs> so yeah, we need, I mean, really, we need like, we urgently need a midfielder to take, take the play. I mean, AMN, I, by the way, not even on the bench tonight. Do we know if he was injured at all? I thought that was fucking insane as well. As he made I, the I mean, no I'd much rather see him in there right now than party for a start. He's got to bring the conga back in. We're, we're yeah. clutching here, aren't we? We're, we're clutching. clutching. We're clutching. Yeah. To stop, let's stop clutching and um, ponder what's going to happen on Saturday, three o'clock, Southampton at home. Where are you going for lunch, boy? Most importantly, you, you, got, we don't, you don't have to specify. Actually, no, no, I haven't, um, haven't decided. I don't know exactly who's going. I think um, as it draws mm. close to Christmas, people are. You know, less available for well, yeah, the hedging. They're on four, they're on four bookings. Don't want to get that fifth one. And yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> a key fixture. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We should, we should yeah. mention our FA Cup draw as well. Was, oh uh, yeah, way at Nottingham Forest. I like that. That that's a, that's a really good old fashioned draw, isn't it? That's it like, is. But we that was Arsene Wenger's last ever I, FA Cup game. Of course, it was pathetic, and that was like a, real, a real sad day. That was a really sad day. Yeah. That was like a nail in the coffin, wasn't it? That. <laughs> That was a few nails. A few nails in the coffin, yeah. But I mean, in general, the whole idea of playing Forest is, is a nice... Yes, yeah. It's a nice thing. It's also... Yeah, well, Josh, apparently only lost once under their new manager. Oh, wow. It's also, Josh, uh, Saturday, two days after my birthday. So, um, it's... it's we, we have doing to a trip? Um, Nottingham, well, uh, Nottingham in January? Oh, Nottingham, is that your idea oh, of a holiday? Maybe. Maybe. I quite like the idea of Nottingham, yeah. So, not Possibly. too far, not too near. You're, yeah, yeah. A bit, a bit of Midlands. Have to find out what the uh, Nottingham version of Islington Green is for your pre-match Hooters. Meal. Hooters, yeah, yeah. We'll go to Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is Nottingham that? Forest in the FA Cup. That's what. Yeah. We're, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Mikel Arteta, of course, a former FA Cup winning manager. Be looking forward to that. We should remind everyone. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like um, Wenger should have left after we won the his world, name. Won, won the FA Cup. Yeah, it's greatest achievement. Um, oh dear, Boyd, I might just go and see if I can download the Wenger film again and cheer myself up after this. <laughs> That's I mean, what it's come to. I, I assume you would have just bought it and be ready for you to watch at any given moment. I, I just so far I've seen it in the in the cinema. I've not bought it, but you're right. You have. Uh, you, you should have, uh, I should have done that. You probably got sent a free copy, didn't you, being a big name in that world? Do you know what I haven't? No, outrageously. But, um, yeah, I have, uh, I've got it on um, my Sky Q for sure, yeah. Sky Q. Oh, you can buy it through Sky Q? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huh. All right, good to know. I will be uh, purchasing yeah. imminently. Uh, what do anyway, you think Boyd, will happen against Southampton? Um, I mean, we've got to win. I mean, we've just fucking got to win that game. So... We will. Um, two one, I think. Two one. What do you think? I think we'll draw two two. Oh my Oof, god. Fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not that's not right. Well, yeah, and they've then, been and very then... unlucky, Southampton. They're actually they they played very well against Leicester. Um and then last of course they the last seconds against uh, yeah. against Brighton, Neil Morpé scored. So uh, I, I think Southampton have been okay. So I don't know. Despite I don't know, maybe I'm just very sad at the moment. But um, I fear I fear for Saturday won't oh, be as smooth as I think. Ricky, I don't like sad Josh is sad. Oh dear. Is, yeah, no, I, oh, just looking at our fixtures. So I think we'll beat Southampton 1 0 because if we're going to win a game, we'll probably West be by one goal to nil. You look at our fixtures and the half it's it's big because. We should really be taking, I don't want to say maximum points, but we've got Man City on New Year's Day and we've got Sunderland, aside from that, we've got five winnable games in the league. Norwich and Leeds are our away games and Southampton Wolves and West Ham are our home games. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a massive, it's a massive, I think these are the five games that decide, are we, are we in that top four race or are we just mm-hmm. in a European race? I think it'll be one, uh, one or the other. Because after New, uh, New Year's Day, we've got City and then we've got Spurs. Oh God! That, yeah, so. my prediction, my prediction for that whole run, Ricky, is that is we don't quite pull it off, and we end up being sixth, seventh, or eighth. So, uh, and then we head into yeah, yeah then we head into one one nil on Saturday in Ketia to to get the winner. Just oh my to, God! Uh, just to give a little uh, funny side of this whole debacle. Mm. Mm. Oh, guys! Well, let's hope you're right. Let's hope you're right. Thank you, Ricky, for joining us on this. Frankly depressing uh, podcast episode. Thanks, Josh, as ever. Um, so House looking office, looking good. And um, we'll be back. We will be back this time next week, maybe, after our glorious victory over Southampton, hopefully. See you later. Bye. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.